You're listening to the Pursue Reality Podcast by Reality Church. In each season, we hope to refresh, redeem, and rediscover what it means to follow Jesus. Welcome, everybody, to the Pursue Reality Podcast. Great to have you back. And my name is Lindsay, and I have with me here the one and only Pastor Joe. Oh, boy. (laughs) Hey, everybody. And and the second one and only, not to diminish his brightness, Pastor Calvin. Calvin. Hey. (laughs) And we are really excited to this season to be talking about core values for us as a church. And I think even if you don't go to our church or casually come to our church, um, I think it's going to be something that will be really beneficial for you. And I'm really excited about these conversations, talking about things that are important in the kingdom of God. Um, But every church we believe has kind of a unique calling, a unique fingerprint of the kingdom of God. Not better Mm -hmm. than any other church, just unique to how God made up that church. And we really believe here at Reality Church that every community is spiritually healthy when it has all different types of churches, and together all the churches make up the kingdom of God in that area and are bringing the kingdom of God. Um, And so, yeah, I think in that spirit, we just want to kind of dig into some of the things that are really important to us that we're walking in on some level, but also continuing and desiring to grow in. Uh, as God has called us. And so, what we're going to be talking today is about humility and honesty and vulnerability. Because we're experts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're experts in humility. <laughs> we're so that's, leading the charge. We're lead- that's all you need to know, right? We've got a PhD in humility. so We're so good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is proof of our humility. So, so yeah, I wanted to start with talking... So. The way that we articulated this uh, in this first core value for us is by this statement that we crafted. So, we as a staff worked on this together, actually went on a retreat. We've spent hours, right, Calvin? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Several meetings of, I love it, I hate it. I love it, I hate it. You guys really did an awesome (laughs) job. I came back from a long vacation and you guys had them sculpted. Amazing. They did just wonderful. And then you gave your input. (laughs) (laughs) Not much. You guys were spot on. No, it was it was a fun process digging in, and um, it really was. It's fun to do this even as an individual or a family, a company, mm-hmm. um, to kind of dig in and try to articulate what's important to you. Mm-hmm, and so this yeah. is how we articulated this first value for us, and this is what we said: we value humility and honesty. We are vulnerable about our areas of brokenness, sincere in our praise and encouragement, and generous in grace and forgiveness. Okay, good. Hearing it, I, I do love it. I'm good. I'm okay, good you're it. good with that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think we should scratch that and go back and rewrite it. <laughs> so, yeah, I think to st- I want to start with the, the big banner one with humility and honesty. And so, reality is the name of our church. So, there's right there a big statement about what we value and what we're striving for. Um, but it, humility and honesty... I think every church values it, every Christian values it, but for us, it is kind of an elevated thing for us of what we're really trying to shape our culture like. And I'm curious, Joe, why, how did this come to be? Why was this important to you? Because you carried this, you infused this into the culture, and it kind of became contagious. So, how did, how did we get here? Yeah, I was thinking about, Lindsay, uh, Pastor Lindsay sent me that question ahead of time, and I was thinking about it, trying to 
um, remember some great moment of revelation. <laughs> Where God <laughs> but, granted you utter humility. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but f- it was definitely a process yeah. um, for me and the team that was involved with uh, forming the church um, of understanding uh, that this really was something that was really important with us to us. It, it's not like we came in and planted the church and we're like, oh, we're going to be all about being humble. We we did talk a lot about being real, mm-hmm. which is a little different. It's similar to us, but it it's it is a little different. Um, but I think over the years, it was the, the, an under growing an understanding that the more that I have um, come from a place of being teachable, um, of of wanting to listen. And um, really moving from a place of thinking that I'm right to a place of knowing that, that God is, is right and oftentimes he speaks through other people. Um, it, shifted, it shifted my heart, our hearts, mm. to, uh, to, to this place that moved us towards being humble. And um, it's, I think there's, there's so much more opportunity for us to be people that are growing and have a capacity to connect with people if we um, move towards being being humble. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that kind of uh, connecting piece is so true. Mm-hmm. It's not just a posture that connects us with God, but it does something to a community. It really does. And and then that community, when they're going outside of, of their, their four walls or, or you know, their, their relationships to people that don't know Jesus, to me, it's the essential quality that Jesus carried as he related to people that he so desperately wanted to know him and wanted to be a part of his kingdom. He carried a humility about him, um, even just leaving heaven, right? Yeah. The Philippians, it tells us mm-hmm. that he gave up everything to mm-hmm. become like a slave, yeah. right? And so, and then as he interacted with others, it was in this, with this caring oftentimes, not, maybe with the religious leaders, not so much, but... Yeah. Um, but it, it just it allows us to take this great God to people in a way that opens their hearts when, when we're humble. Yeah. How, what about you, Calvin, as you joined reality? How did you, did humility strike you? Did you, how did you see that kind of impact your own life? Yeah. Um, when I came to reality, it was a, a, a bit of an interesting season for reality a bit of a struggling season if we're honest yeah for sure um if we're humble uh (laughs) and but being new to to this group of people um i was actually like moved by the humility amongst these people who we were set up tear down church in a middle school and which will humble you (laughs) yeah which these you know some of some of which i think i think of mike um He's a high-level leader at, at the church, mm-hmm. uh, has a bit of a staff role. Um, he's on leadership team, um, and he was there early every week, pulling tables out, setting kids' rooms up, different things, portable facilities team, um, and just the humility of, yeah. of this group. Of, there's a number of people that week after week, they're there, 6, 7 a.m., just to set up church for an hour and a half. And then to leave, I came and and Josh and Joe were like a little bit, you guys were a little concerned with where the church was at. And I came in and I was like, this church is amazing. <laughs> These people are awesome. Yeah. The, the way that they, they care uh, this much to like, they, they don't need 
recognition. Mm-hmm. Nobody, you know, all of our guests that were coming to the church at the time, they didn't see all that. Um, but they completely flipped the environment and, and did what they could to make church happen. And that was, that to me was, was like the pinnacle of health in a church. Yeah. Was just its leaders humble enough to work in the background. To work in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I did see Mike taking out garbage after the service <laughs> yeah. this last Sunday. So yeah, 10 years, 10 years later. <laughs> he's still 10 at years, it. He's yeah. still at it. Um, now, when we, in this value, when we unpack this, we value humility and honesty. The, one of the first things we, the next words that we say are we are vulnerable about our areas of brokenness. And vulnerability about brokenness is hard, mm. right? Um, what gets in the way of this for people or for you? Why is vulnerability an expression of humility? How do those two things work together? What comes to your mind when you hear that? Yeah, I think, like we were talking a little bit before, but I I think vulnerability is kind of an exercise of humility. Mm. Um, So oftentimes we're so wrapped up in how we're perceived by people. Yeah. Um, And I I guess you can get wrapped up in wanting to be perceived as humble, um, but being vulnerable is I think one of the greatest ways to be perceived as as humble, to not care about how you're perceived <laughs> necessarily. Um, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I, I think it's, uh, I was just thinking about interactions I've had with Joellen over the years where... Your wife. Yeah, my wife. Thank yeah. you, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, where, you know, times she'll be vulnerable with me and she'll say she's sorry about something or she, this isn't an area of weakness and... And I'll be like, uh, yeah, honey, you know, that's that's really true. And actually, not just that, but this as well. <laughs> you forgot something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it's actually worse than what you said. Oh. You know, like, what that does to a person's heart when they're, when they're in that vulnerable place and they're, they're trying to share how much that can shut them down. So, you know, you take that kind of principle and I think there's a lot there that we could unpack and being vulnerable with one another and how we relate with, to one another that can lead us uh, as we think about it um, towards healthy relationships yeah what gets in the way of vulnerability for you guys yeah it's you know it's some of it gets complex when you're talking about being a church leader there's mm-hmm. some there's some mm-hmm. things in there that we could talk about but for most of us we don't we don't have that um, that problem as much. Um, I think you, there's a concern about what people think. Yeah, that is that starts with and how are um, especially Christians because non Christians don't tend to judge us when we're vulnerable. They they tend to welcome it and and actually feel like it's um, a strength and it's unusual to them in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but believers um, have their different categories of what is allowed to be vulnerable and what's not. Mm. And if it doesn't fit within their specific set of rules related to that, um, at times they can respond to you in a way that isn't helpful. It makes you feel shame or guilt in in an unhealthy way. Yeah, Corey Asbury just released a new EP, and it's awesome. Um, But he uh, on it, he has this song called Misunderstood. And the chorus is, you're broken, um, and everyone who says they're not is lying. And maybe we just got too good at hiding. Hmm. 
And so it's this idea that we are all so broken, like, and, and if somebody sees you as more than broken than themselves or vice versa, you see someone as more broken than you are, then maybe you are just really good at hiding it. Oh, you know, boy, that's really good. That. <laughs> Isn't it? B- because what does sin always want us to do? Yeah. Hide, hide, yeah. right? All the way back to the garden. Yep. Right. It's the and, same thing. And church cultures reward being good at hiding. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We reward it. We like it. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we like it. It makes it, everything fits in a box. Everybody's yeah. life. Look at what Jesus has done and how yeah. great we are. Our vulnerability needs to come with a happy ending mm-hmm. at times. That's mm. good. And that's that comfort. So, how, like, growing in that comfort of being comfortable with the uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, being in the middle of the story and not mm-hmm. knowing exactly how it's all going to work out. Yeah. yeah. That's hard. That's but really it, true. But vulnerability is like it's the it's the the spot where the pain the page turns. Like, mm. I mean, that's why we always talk in faith communities about like you want to like overcome the sin struggle you're having. It's time to be vulnerable about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, share it with somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because and not because of anything other than like. That seems to be a key ingredient on how to overcome your struggles is to talk about them with somebody yeah. and be vulnerable. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It's out of hiding. Yeah. Right? It's a humility that, that happens. It actually makes us more humble mm-hmm. yeah. when we share. We actually become more, more we're humiliated a little bit. That's mm-hmm. the term, right? And it's, it's something we practice and it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's Mm-mm. a good thing. Yeah. And there's, I mean, I have, I can think of memories of moments that I had to be vulnerable where I had to admit something. Um, and I remember feeling the weight in my own chest release. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a part of it that was just like humiliating, but there was also a part of it that was like, <sighs> yeah, you know, so, so good. So just how do, leaves. how do we be a community that makes, um, a safe or healthy place for people to be vulnerable? How do we do that? Mm-hmm. I think for one, like if we're talking about reality, I think one way that we, we do it is um, we do adopt that. Like it's the old youth pastor method of tell on yourself. <laughs> yeah. I think we do like our leaders here do a pretty good job, if not almost too good a job of telling on ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like very vulnerable from the pulpit um, in, within circles just sharing honestly about our own brokenness yeah. kind of knocks walls down. And I love what you said when we were talking about this before hitting the, the record button. Um, the idea that vulnerability is, is contagious. Mm-hmm. And so I think when, when we do that, it's going to spark a little bit of a contagion of vulnerability. Yeah. Hopefully that's the hope. Yeah. yeah. And, and pride is also can also be contagious. Mm. Right. And so, uh, many times when we practice that, we're encouraging that environment, not just for ourselves, but for others. So it does come down to, I think, every individual part of, of reality, every person that makes up this, this special community that we're a part of, moving into this themselves and practicing it, at least with a small group of people yes. that we, we'd love to gather with. Yeah. You know? And I think that's what creates a community where people have space to... Um, 
be themselves fully, just be yeah. themselves who they are, and not have to put some kind of um, mask on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, to try to share, to try to show other people that there's yeah. something other than who they are, and the freedom in that is 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 very special. And and lastly, I think all of us want more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Yeah. And I feel like as we practice being vulnerable, we're making room for more of the Spirit. Um, I think the Holy Spirit is very attracted to humility and is repelled by pride. Mm. Mm. That's so true. I think of the Apostle Paul mm-hmm. and how humble he was, and that was directly shown in his vulnerability, but his weaknesses, his struggles, his past, and how the Holy Spirit, he didn't have to generate this Holy Spirit moment. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit just worked through his life very mm-hmm. powerfully. So, the thing... So we're talking about this humility and honesty, and that first thing was vulnerable about <laughs> vulnerable about our areas of brokenness. Um, and we talk about being generous in grace and forgiveness, and I think that's very when we think about being a community that is safe enough um, for. So <laughs> one of the things my counselor tells me is there's no such thing as safety right? There's no perfectly safe person or environment. It's just safe enough. And so, because safety is, right, a myth, like that you can be perfectly safe. You want to be safe enough and be in a place safe enough. People make mistakes. They are going to hurt you. They're going to own it. Um, And that's where this whole thing of being, I think being that safe enough community for that vulnerability is being a community of that's generous in grace and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And I read this quote by Paul David Tripp um, that I really loved, and this is what he said. He said, God is not exhausted, discouraged, or disgusted by how much, after all these years, we still need Him. And when I thought of that, I thought of that need for, and the importance of grace and forgiveness, not just as the, um, the means by which we are saved, but also but the means by which we grow and we belong in community. Um, and so, yeah, when you hear that quote, God is not exhausted, discouraged, I love this, or disgusted even, by how much after all these years we still need Him. What comes to your guys' minds? I think, I, I, first thing I think about is the, the sort of the tension between sometimes... Uh, when is my life, when am I going to overcome this problem? And when is it okay for me to, to live in the, the brokenness of that on a journey mm-hmm. towards more health, right? And so all of us want the, the issues of our life to be fixed, you know, from yesterday. We're in, <laughs> yesterday, or we're in a worship service and we, you know, it's yeah. just, we get zapped by God and by the Spirit and we're, we're healed and better. And yeah. emotionally, we're, we're, you know, we're on a different path right mm. yeah but most of the time there's a there's a working out of mm. that area of our salvation like of, of, of overcoming the brokenness yeah that happens over time that god teaches us so many things in in that process so yeah. if we're a church community that just expects people to come in and get fixed immediately with the big and the small things mm-hmm. um we're gonna we're gonna move people towards wanting to put masks on to hide Mm. because they're not so going to, most of the time that doesn't, that's not what happens. It's a process over time. Yeah. Right. But if we're a community that's filled with grace and understanding and forgiveness so that when somebody hurts us, 
We, we forgive them over and over again. When somebody shares their struggle for the 50th time in small group, and you know, I know sometimes that's tough, Yeah. but we, when we are continually helping and encouraging people on their journey of yeah. faith, we allow those masks to stay off. We allow them to stay in the game. We allow it to be real and honest. And I think God does a lot through that type of environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing that's just standing out to me about this quote is that he says, he says we still need him. Like mm. when he was writing this or saying this, wherever he got the quote, um, he wasn't talking at anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think when we take that approach, um, when people are vulnerable with us and we need to offer grace and forgiveness, we need to have that posture of like, after all these years, can you believe that God is not disgusted, discouraged Mm -hmm. or put off by how much we still need him? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm just reminded of, um, in Luke seven, when the woman enters and anoints Jesus's feet and, um, she's known to be a sinful woman and he basically you know, teaches uh, Simon that uh, he who is forgiven much, much forgives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I just think of taking that posture every time somebody shares brokenness with you or every time somebody hurts you to just remember how much, like, you've been forgiven. And it's the least we can do. Mm-hmm. Is is we have an over we have an overflow of grace and forgiveness that's been poured into our laps, and out of that abundance, we can surely offer it to others. Yeah, that's wonderful. Wow, <laughs> I feel like okay, <laughs> I, that's really good. And I do think that I that uh, our ability, what I'm hearing from you guys, to extend grace and forgiveness and to participate in a community that walks in that is a reflection of our experience of God's grace and forgiveness. Mm. And to the level, like sometimes I, when I see people that are just not gracious at all, my heart actually goes out to them because I think, man, I can't imagine what God's voice sounds like in your head and your heart. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, right, it must, I, I can't be accurate. Like, Mm -mm. it must be so harsh Mm. and so strident, and Mm -hmm. it's the people that I'm like, their quiet times are like, yeah, God was just convicting me again, and I'm just like, it's always conviction. Yeah. (laughs) Are you hearing the grace on the other side of that that conviction? Yeah, because that's that's almost the reflection of of Mm. their view of God. It is. And you just wonder, like, what forgiveness haven't they accepted for themselves? Yes. Even? And if someone's listening and they find themselves in that place, yeah. what's a good step for them? Hmm. Yeah. I, I think it comes back to, and I just think as we're wrapping up, that common denominator of community, if I could add my two cents, because I do think there is something of how God made us in spiritual growth, that it can't be done apart from community. And it is so hard to break that script in our minds and our hearts. Sometimes we need to hear God's voice out loud. And we need to go to somebody, tell them what you're struggling with, or finally not just confess to God, Mm -hmm. but actually confess to someone else, and hear out loud them say, man, 
it's okay. God loves you. He forgives you or yeah. he sees your pain and he's with you. Um, because we can't, we're, I think so many people are trying to just have more quiet times and they're kind of trying to quiet time their way out of that. And they actually need to experience grace in community mm. and God ministers that to us and renews our understanding of him through other people. Yeah. And I think even as, as some, some of you might be listening right now, like who is that person mm. that has modeled humility in your life? Um, you probably already have some, I have somebody in my mind yeah. right now that I know I could go to with whatever I'm struggling with that I need to be vulnerable about, yeah. vulnerable about. Um, because I know that they have exercised that humility and they've exercised that vulnerability. Yeah. And so they're going to meet me in a place that they've been in before. Yeah. It's so good. Any final words, Joe? No, I just think uh, practicing humility is a very good discipline for us to activate all throughout our days yeah. and weeks. Just yeah. practice humility. Yeah. What does it mean to be humble in every giving conversation and interaction? Mm. Yeah, so good. Well, thank you everyone for joining us and such a rich conversation. I know I was challenged, I hope as you were listening, not just challenged and like, I need to be better, but like challenged in renewing our understanding of God, mm. of his kingdom, of his grace for us, and just the beautiful way of following Jesus. So, I hope you continue to listen as we go through some of these core values that are important to us. And I just welcome you back to join us on that journey. So, we'll see you soon. 